Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Hey, good morning and welcome to the final uh, final part of this series called Road Trip. I, I really hope that you've been able to take a road trip this summer. Uh, I mean, Sarah and I had a great time up in Scotland to stay with my sister Judith. I was really pleased that my daughter Alice and husband Sam were also able to join us. And we walked, we visited beautiful beaches, we ate and we drank. Sam and I played golf and we visited whiskey distilleries. It was blissful. Sarah and I visited gardens, but we did have such a good time. And I don't know, have you ever noticed though the levels of conversation that take place on a road trip? So for Sarah and I, it depends on how well we're getting on, what's been happening and how much we've spent time together um, over the last little while. Because if we've had a disagreement, it's very quiet in the car. Now we're not shouters, we don't have blazing arguments, we just go quiet on each other and say nothing and the silence is deafening. And those road trips just aren't much fun until one of us apologizes and we make up. And then it can be quite a lot of fun. Sometimes though, we play games just to try and stay awake and alert as we drive. So we do quizzes, you know, name 10 films starring Morgan Freeman or 10 songs with a color in the title. But sometimes the conversation is full of events that have just happened and we kind of rerun them, picking up on who said what, why this happened, how that made us feel. You know, there's something quite helpful about being able to process what's taken place by talking as we travel. Now, if you're a football fan, how many times did you talk with people about the Euros final? <laughs> I mean, I sat with Sam, my son, and we watched the match together and we saw it all happen in front of us together. And yet we still talked about it that night and the following day as we reran the substitutions, the choice of penalty takers, what would happen to Saka and Sancho and Rashford when they returned to play at the start of the season. Actually, with that in mind, did you see the welcome that um, Bukayo um, Saka got in arriving at the Emirates for training? His wall of support from the Arsenal fans. Oh, it was so moving. All those personal messages and letters of love and support. It was quite overwhelming for him. Hey, but I digress, sorry. Today's final road trip of the series takes place with a couple, most likely a married couple, uh, Cleopas and his wife, as they head from Jerusalem to Emmaus, which is about a seven mile walk on the very first Easter Sunday afternoon. They were Jesus followers uh, and theirs wasn't a silent walk. They were talking 10 to the dozen about the events of the weekend and what a weekend it had been. They visited uh, Jerusalem because of the Passover, this kind of sacred meal that the Jews shared together to remember how the angel of death had passed over the Israelites' houses in Egypt when God brought them out of slavery and into freedom. It was almost um, kind of a thousand years before, but it was a central part of their worship, their culture. 
And during the weekend, their hero, the one that they'd pinned their hopes on to rescue the Jews from Roman occupation, the one who had entered Jerusalem with such celebration the previous week, their Messiah, had been arrested, put to death on a cross and buried. And Luke records it this way. The same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognising him. And he asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And they stopped short, sadness written across their faces. You know, it must have been like someone asking a couple of New Yorkers on 9-11, 2001, what they were talking about. What? You don't know. So then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. And so, ironically, they explained what happened to the very person it had happened to. They just didn't realise it. And they were so confused, not just by Jesus' death, but by the claims that some women had said that the tomb was empty and that they had encountered angels saying that Jesus was alive. And it kind of all gushed out of them as they tried to process things and work out whether it was true and what it meant. I mean, have you ever found yourself being confused by events that have happened to you or around you? You know, life's going along nicely when suddenly... Why did I lose my job? How could God allow her to die so young? Why has my marriage fallen apart when I tried so hard to save it? What's going on, God? Are you real? You know, it's so confusing when things are not working out as we'd hoped or expected. And so to talk it out is good. It's therapeutic. It's right to ask the questions and try and process stuff. It's okay to doubt and debate. But there comes a point when we have to stop talking and actually start to listen. Because through listening, we can get a fresh perspective and a new understanding. So Luke writes, Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Again, sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? You foolish people. But despite them knowing and memorising the scriptures or the Old Testament as we know it today, they'd missed so much about the suffering Messiah, about God's values, that the last will be first, that life grows out of death. They'd missed the point. You know, in the film Batman Begins, there's this great moment when Wayne, when the Wayne mansion is burning down and Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman is trapped under this fallen beam and his butler played by Michael Caine who's been with him his whole life and knows his secret identity comes to his aid but he can't lift the beam on his own and in frustration he says Master Wayne what is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log in other words you've missed the point of the push-ups so Jesus goes on to say wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all those things before entering his glory? And then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and of all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. You know, it's amazing, isn't it, that 39 books written before Jesus was born 
all contain information about Jesus, about his life, his death and his resurrection. The whole of the New Te- Old Testament points to Jesus. It predicts his birth, his birthplace in Bethlehem, his suffering, his words on the cross, even what happened to his clothing after his death. You see, right from the beginning, God was preparing a rescue plan to save us. And the Bible isn't just a made up book to make God look good. It's a divine revelation that's worth reading, understanding and most importantly, living out. And today we have way more to learn from than just the Old Testament. You know, we have the accounts of Jesus' life, the Gospels, the start of the church and how they applied Jesus' life and teaching. There's so much we can learn that will help us to understand our own situations, our struggles and our confusions. Because God still chooses to speak and reveal himself to us through his word, the Bible. And he sheds light on why life is tough and why bad things happen and why we should expect difficulties and why things don't always go our way. And at times we have to stop talking and to actually start listening to what God is saying to us, you know, to read what he's wanting to teach us. Which is why getting to know and understand the Bible is so important. Which is why, in fact, some people will say to me after a talk, it was as if you knew I was there and you knew my situation. Because that's what God does. He speaks to us if we're prepared to put ourselves in a place to listen to what he has to say to us. And it's so easy to make a start. If you don't read regularly already, download the Bible app and do the verse of the day or a reading plan. Just get started. Now, back to the road trip in Luke 24. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. And Jesus acted as if he was going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. And so he went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. And then he broke it and gave it to them. Now, I love the picture I'd love to picture Jesus doing what he's always done at mealtimes and taking the loaf of bread and sticking his thumbs and into the top of the bread and then breaking it open. And as he does so, his hands turn upwards that reveal the holes in his wrists from his crucifixion. Why? Because suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognised him. And at that moment, he disappeared and they said to each other, didn't didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? In other words, suddenly it all clicked into place. Suddenly they recognised him. This Jesus who they'd followed before, who they'd known had died and had heard reports of his resurrection, was there with them in that moment. And suddenly, suddenly it all made sense. It was a moment that changed everything for them. Didn't our hearts burn within us when he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And you know what? This still happens today. I see it many times on Alpha and in conversations with people. They come with their questions and all the things that are confusing them. And then slowly over the weeks, the questions become less important as they discover more about Jesus. And then for some, it comes that moment when it all clicks into place and they see Jesus for who he is. And they don't just know about him, they, they experience him. They experience his love, his power, his forgiveness, his presence. It's as if the light is suddenly switched on and they see clearly and then everything changes. 
And for some, it's over a longer period of time and perhaps a slower awareness, but they still come to a time when it moves from head knowledge to a heart knowledge, when they stop knowing about Jesus and actually know him. That's why if you're intrigued by Jesus, if you're watching this and wondering if there's anything in this faith thing that you hear about through a friend or through church, I just want to encourage you to sign up for Alpha. Starts in September. This time we're running it in person at our home in Mendlesham and you'll get a pudding, a chance to watch a video and then a chance to talk and discuss and ask questions in exploring the Christian faith. There are no stupid questions and honestly, I don't think you'll regret it, even if you choose to believe something different at the end. Now you can sign up via our website or you can email me at steve.fenning at forgechurch.com. And in case you're living too far away to travel in, we'll be doing an online alpha in the new year. So the road trip for Cleopas and his wife on that Easter afternoon was, a trans was transformational because they encountered Jesus, the risen saviour. And I find it remarkable that Jesus should choose to walk for two to three hours with a couple on the day that he's raised from the dead. It's quite incredible. Now, I don't think that the couple really feature anywhere else in the story, but it just shows how God loves to work, you know, taking nobodies, unimportant people and investing in them, showing love to them. And he's done that with me and he wants to do that with you too. If you'll let him, if you'll allow the space to listen to him. And I love their response. And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. Uh, there they found the 11 disciples and others who had gathered with them who said, the Lord really has risen. He has appeared to Peter. And then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognised him as he was breaking the bread. Now, you see, that is the power of story. That's why you and I need to tell others our experiences of encountering Jesus, because it all builds towards the bigger picture that Jesus is alive, that he is who he claimed to be, and that he's worth trusting in and following. And in doing so, we live out why our church, The Forge, exists, which is to help people to find and follow Jesus. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.